the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon and greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today for the Friday edition of the ride home here in the uh what i would not call it the bleak midwinter although oh it's sunny today john it's very pretty yeah actually yeah. so i mean i would say the bleak midwinter because here we are it's january but still it's still how about the low tonight of one degree don't you like that see i am i try to not think about it because it seems extreme to me one and and perhaps anxiety inducing and so i choose to happily you know, think about my home, right. my blankets, and right. go to sleep. Right. But one is the loneliest number. Is it? That you, you ever knew? knew? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, one is the loneliest Who's number. Who's that? Who is that? that was uh, annoying. Three Dog Night? That was an annoying song. See, I don't like that band. I think Three Dog Night. I think it was. Okay. Why don't you like them? What? That was before your time, I would say. I, yeah, my sister... My sister, who is older than me, had yeah. a, one of their albums, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, seeing it when I was a child. And I believe... The the band members on the cover were unclothed. What? I believe so. What do you mean unclothed? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that was the case. I, I'm not sure about that. Now, I, I, how about the? Uh, I've had an album cover. Uh, you know the band Orleans? Oh yeah. The, <laughs> wait, <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this album cover. Of course you have. Yes, you have. Yeah, and the lead singer or the lead creative uh, in the band Orleans, a guy by the name of dare I say, John Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Listen, I was in this used, um, like a kind of a thrift store type of thing, and oh, yeah. I saw that album. I, I didn't have the know album. that before. I, of mm-hmm. course, you do. But mm-hmm. I, it was it was several years ago, and I, I thought, what the heck? and then I sent it to you, thinking that I was like, you know, breaking no. news. No, I had. Meanwhile, you were like, vi- yeah, I've known about that for about you know 25 the, years. Got a vinyl copy. 25? How about 45? I got a vinyl copy <laughs> in my basement. <laughs> anyway, so just like, hey, what time is it, Gaff? Hey, it's time for me to tell you. Tell me what. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yeah. It's six minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, at least in this corner of the world, all is right and well. Yeah, wouldn't you say, Ken? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, and before we go any further, hmm. John, you had yesterday off because you yep. took your dear son back to school. I did. And uh, Christy and I held down the fort with our friend Tom Lewis. Thank you. And Thank I you. just have to give our audience again holy smokes such an incredible and incredible thank you yeah. for coming alongside another group of kids in another place and yep. just i mean the response in yesterday's show john was like an avalanche i, I just it. it was really wonderful i just Fabulous. i got off the air i texted you and i said it was just really humbling yeah of course it is i mean who wakes up what i always think of you know somebody wakes up in the morning and then they turn on the show and then you know you describe something about children in need and then all of a sudden they decide to give it's it's like preordained 
But yeah, you know, who, uh, I love it so much. So fabulous. You're always right, Kath. I mean, that, that idea of people being so kind and generous to, in our audience, just love it so much. Such is life. Okay. Oh, listen, uh, as we always do, Kath gets underway with the uh, news stories that are shaking yeah. us at the top of this, uh, this four o'clock hour. So Kath, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. I will for Friday. January 21st, 2022, number one. President Biden said, John, that any Russian troop movement into Ukraine would be considered an invasion, seeking, of course, to clear up some confusion over his position on a potential incursion as the administration gave approval for U.S.-made weapons to be transferred to Kiev. According to today's Wall Street Journal, the president's comments came a day after he sparked criticism. It seemed like everybody was mad at him, people here and abroad, people in both parties, uh, when he suggested, quote, a minor incursion by Russia would be met with less than the punishing economic measures his administration has promised for weeks. Ukraine, already nervous because of the nearly 100,000 Russian troops near its border. I mean, that's the thing that would make you nervous, was shaken by the president's comments. And several officials spoke out saying that any suggestion of a weaker response would only encourage Vladimir Putin. Ukrainian officials also, John, and this is interesting, are nervous in part because their analysis is that a large scale attack isn't Russia's probable course. Stiff Ukrainian resistance to a direct result and pressure from the West would act as a deterrent, the officials said. Instead, they think the Kremlin would probably deploy more covert measures to destabilize its neighbor and remove its leadership. Well, look, a minor incursion is sort of like the international uh, narrative of mostly peaceful protest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah, you can, you can call it whatever you want. Right. Number two. 19-year-old pilot, I did, I said 19, Zara Rutherford touched down at an airfield in western Belgium today, becoming the youngest woman to fly solo around the world as she closed the loop five months after taking off on her journey. According to NPR, Rutherford's circumnavigation aboard her Shark UL plane took 155 days, two months longer than planned, thanks to all sorts of bad weather and visa problems. Along the way, she crossed enormous stretches of desolate ocean. She had to spend weeks in a tiny Siberian village and also had to alter her course to avoid North Korea and the wildfires in California. And of course, she chronicled all of it on social media. Fabulous. Number three. Getting vaccinated against COVID-19 apparently does not reduce the chances of successfully becoming pregnant for couples who are trying to conceive, suggests data from a study by researchers at Boston University and released today. However, men in the study who tested positive for the virus appeared to have at least a short-term decline in fertility, not because of the vaccine, but because of COVID itself. The findings just published as a manuscript in the American Journal of Epidemiology, and I'm reading here, John, from CBS News. They add to a growing body of evidence supporting use of the vaccines to both protect pregnant moms and reduce the risk to their babies. The CDC, as well as outside medical groups, have, occur- have of course, urged all people trying to become pregnant to be vaccinated. And number four, Pennsylvania casinos in 2021, John. <laughs> these numbers are unbelievable. Shattered year over year records, generating $4.7 billion in combined revenues. According to state regulators. How much? $4.7 billion. The trip reports that casinos saw $2 billion more than last year. What? I mean, that's that's outrageous. That's outrageous. Um, 
Last year, casinos were impacted by shutdown by shutdowns and stay-at-home orders implemented during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I guess when things opened up, people went hog wild. In 2021, 2.2 billion was generated from slot machines. Um, just and to think of how much the increase is just shocking. And of course, and here's the last thing to keep in mind: that led to 1.93 billion dollars in tax revenue. And that's your top four. At four. So how's, how's that tax money all helping us? Because when they were trying to sell the casinos to us, John, that money was going to be the answer to all of our problems. I mean, why are our gas taxes still so high if yeah. we're bringing in $1.93 Wait, billion I, dollars in tax revenue? I thought fracking was going to solve that. I th- what, why is the turnpike so terminally right. in debt <laughs> if we have $1.93 billion in tax revenue? Right. I live uh, not too far from the state senator. He's just a block or so from my house. Could you go ask him? No, I'm not going to do that. We could open up a slot on today's show if he wants to no, chat. I think I'll just pass on that. All right. All right. Let us take a quick break. We do come back. Um, what hey, we're streaming does... from home today. Let me ju- let's just say that. Oh, right. The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube, and it's the at-home edition today. Mm-hmm. Here we are streaming. We're we going to talk next about Nordic skiing, cross-country skiing, and adoration. Next on the Ride Home. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Are you living supernaturally or superficially? Don't be a big pretender. Don't be superficial. Don't be hypocritical. Be real. God will love you. God will help you. God will strengthen you. God will guide you and he'll take you where you are and make you what you ought to be. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, Living Supernaturally, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This 5-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are 7 times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's Radio 20, and shipping is free. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake, and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Relieffactor.com. 
This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. This is you. I have two really good friends. I mean, really good friends who, when the conversation will steer towards God in one form or another, they roll their eyes. As a matter of fact, one guy, was, he's a, stop trying to evangelize to me. And I'm not. I, you know, I, I'm just talking about God, how it comes up in my life. And I say something to him. He's really, my, my buddies are super touchy about it because they roll their eyes and they say, Come on, man. John, I love you, but the idea of God in this universe is just wackadoodle. So let's move on from there. And I wonder, I mean, I think probably most of us have a friend or two that is like that. that The conversation around God is just swept away as though God does not exist. So why even bother to question God and his place in the universe? Well, John Hopper is with us. John's got a brand new workout. Pastor Hopper has a book out called Questioning God, Answers to Questions worth asking. And John, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be with you, John. Yeah, John, we're happy to welcome you in. And I guess let's start here. Uh, I'm wondering from your perspective, since you've done this for a long time, um, you've talked about God with people all over the world and all different backgrounds, all different cultures. Um, do people, regardless of those things, ask similar questions about God? Well, I, I, I would say at least in the Western world, they do. So, um, the, the 15 questions that are in the book, Questioning God, are the questions that uh, me and my colleagues, we hear over and over and over again. So, um, you know, the questions about God's existence, about science and God, questions about, uh, well, what about hypocrites or how, how do we know the Bible is true? What about pain and suffering? Where's God in that? Those questions come up over and over again. Right. So then, John? At least the questions come up, right? Because as I'm talking about describing my two buddies, they don't mm-hmm. even want to engage in questions about God, which to me is a heartbreak. I mean, how do you even get to that point where people are at least willing to talk about God? Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of friendship building, of course, that goes on in that. But even when you ask, you know, you can build a good friendship with some people, they, they still can be super touchy about it. And, you know, I try to always find out, you know, kind of what's the source of that. So um, it could have been that they had a really bad church experience. It could have been that, uh, you know, they uh, grew up in a religious family and was sort of shoved down their throat. It could be that you know, they had a science teacher that convinced them that it wasn't true. And so there can be all kinds of different reasons why people reject the idea of God. And sometimes we can be answering the wrong question because um, mm-hmm. we think it has to do with, the, you know, they, they think the science is bad, but it's really because uh, they're concerned about being associated with Christians that they don't like. <laughs> so okay, uh, we've got, good. got to do a little digging oh. there. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. So the argument that you think you're about to have, you really don't need to have. Right. Oftentimes that, you know, that'll be the case. I remember a young man uh, a while back, he, he, he asked me the question of why are we here? And when he asked me that question, why are we here? I thought he meant it sort of in some philosophical way, like what's the purpose of why we're here. And, and, uh, 
So I, I said, instead, I said, instead of me answering it, I said, so how would you answer that question? And he went all into the whole biology, like how we got here biologically. And I thought, oh, my answer isn't about purpose of life here. I've got to answer questions about sort of biological life. And so sometimes, yeah, we are answering the wrong question. We've got to do a little digging so we uh, don't sort of waste our words. Right. So, John, people will also say, well, you know, to be a, a believer in Jesus is just a sign of weakness. I mean, you're just using mm-hmm. God as a crutch. Why would yeah. I care to have God as a crutch in my life? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a crutch isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? So if you're if you're hurt or you're ailing in some way, a crutch can be a, a good thing. So, uh, so I, you know, I wouldn't sort of categorically say it's bad to lean on something if it's there's some value in leaning on it. Now, one of the things I think that that people who don't believe in God fail to see is that perhaps their belief not in God is also a crutch. In other words, they don't want to be accountable to any God, and so they sort of have thought of a world without one so they don't have to be accountable. There was a book a number of years ago put together by Paul Vitz. He's a professor out of NYU. It's called Faith of the Fatherless. And he did all this research on these sort of key atheist figures, and he found that almost all of them had an absent father um, or, uh, or a violent father. And so he said, well, maybe this atheism is actually a emotional crutch. <laughs> so, um, mm, yeah. and, and so it's not just Christians that can be accused of having an emotional, truly using an emotional crutch. I think atheists can as well. And that just brings us back to the fact, well, which one, though, is worth leaning on? Is a belief in God worth leaning on? Is there evidence for that? Or is there more evidence that there isn't a God? And I think it's the former rather than the latter. Mm. John Hopper's with us. His book is called Questioning God, Answers to Questions Worth Asking. Um, And John, this is a really interesting conversation simply because I think a lot of us who who do believe are reluctant to get into conversations with people who don't believe because we feel Mm. like we're not studied up enough or we're not Mm. prepared or we're not whatever. And so we never even want to have the conversation because we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know enough about I don't know enough about evolution or I don't know enough about science or I don't know enough about other world religions or, you know what I mean? And, and if you keep on down that path, you're never going to share with anybody because you're never going to be fully prepared because you don't know what's coming. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that, I think there's a lot of Christians that are crippled because of sort of the fear of not having the right answers, but you know, there's a, there's a way to approach that, that I think it can be really helpful is somebody asks you a question, you don't know. So like, why should I trust the Bible? And you say, you know, that's a really good question. I'm going to think about it. Now you don't have to answer it on the spot, and you've honored them by saying, I'm going to think about it. Then you go study it, you know, so you, you get my book or whatever, read the chapter on that, and then you come back a couple of weeks later, and you say, I've been thinking about that question you asked. And they're like, really? You haven't? So, um, so you honor them again, and then uh, you say, hey, well, let me share with you some of my thoughts to your question, and you tell me what you think. And so that really takes the pressure off of having to have an answer on the spot, um, but still being able to provide a reasonable answer to a reasonable question. Right. I mean, John, God bless you, because, you know, as you well know, the, the times are not kind to people who are trying to sort their way through their truth and life in Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. people will say today, you hear this, I'm sure, all the time, look, 
I am pro-choice and I am pro-gay rights. To be a believer, to be someone who knows Jesus in the 21st century, you're just out of touch. So why would I even bother mm-hmm. to go with you guys? Because mm-hmm. I'm all about the love and I'm all about the choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, one thing I, I do think that um, maybe we sort of miss sometimes as Christians is that we we kind of start with the social issue, and I would sort of end with the social issue. In other words, if a person doesn't believe in God, then if there is no God, then you can do whatever you darn well please. <laughs> so, so rather than fight the social issue, I'd probably begin by just trying to see if I can provide them some evidence that they might say, well, you know, maybe there is a God. And then, then, then from there, so, well, maybe God has shown us some things about himself, revealed himself a little bit, and sort of tried to build some confidence in the scriptures and, and kind of go that road before kind of getting to the social issue. Because if you don't believe in God and you don't believe in God having revealed himself through scripture in some sort of authoritative fashion, then really, you know, we can say the Bible says all we want and it's not going to mean a whole lot. So right. I usually try to work on those earlier pieces before we kind of get to the to the latter piece. And, and some people still, of course, will struggle with the maybe sort of a Christian ethic because it's, it is against the times, but uh, at least maybe we've built some of the scaffolding that allowed them to yeah. come to an understanding later. Build the scaffolding. John Hopper's with us. The book, Questioning God, Answers to Questions Worth Asking. John, when I saw the question, or when I saw the title of your book, um, the first thing I thought of is, you know, that's an interesting choice for a title, because if you're looking at people who already believe or have some kind of faith in something, or maybe you're even like at the kind of the doorway of thinking about having faith. A lot of people feel like it's not okay to question God mm-hmm. that, you know, you're either all in and you understand it all and you're a hundred percent for it, or you got to stay out. Yeah, I, I think so. I think people feel like, you know, sort of doubt and faith are completely antithetical. I'm not so sure that's the case. Um, and I also think that God invites our doubts. So, um, one of the great examples, I think, is John the Baptist. I mean, John the Baptist should have clearly known who Jesus was, right? I mean, he was the one who said, you know, mm-hmm. here's the, the Lamb of God, and he saw the dove come down from heaven, and he baptized Jesus, and he was Jesus' cousin and all that kind of thing. Yet when he was about to die, when he was in prison, he sent his disciples to find out whether Jesus was really the one or not. I mean, John the Baptist. <laughs> and Jesus said he was the greatest man ever born of a woman. And Jesus didn't belittle John the Baptist when he asked that. He didn't say, come on, John, you've got to have more faith. Instead, he said, go tell John that the blind see and the deaf hear and the lame walk. In other words, go remind John of the evidence. And when he's reminded of the evidence, his faith will be bolstered again. And I think oftentimes what we have to do with, with uh, people as well when they're doubting is just remind them of the evidence. Show them the evidence so that they can uh, sort of renew their faith or walk in faith for the first time. Fabulous. John, uh, I have the privilege of uh, attending a church that is uh, on a, a major college campus. And so oftentimes people will come in from, you know, other countries, um, sometimes, you know, China, communist countries where they have no relationship whatsoever with Jesus. And, you know, praise God, oftentimes people will come new believers in Jesus and you'll see the progress in a person's life. They, they come in not knowing anything at all about God and through a local organization here in Pittsburgh, PRISM, Pittsburgh Regional International Student Ministry, they mm. get to know who Jesus is. So mm. you see this and you think, wow, I mean, there's a new believer. 
So hmm. if you're a new believer, I mean, what is that like? What what would someone, you know, here you are, someone, obviously a learned man, you know your scripture, your pastor, you've been around the world, you've been talking about God to unbelievers. For that new believer who's finally home and has a new life in Christ, what do you say to that person? Mm-hmm. Well, first thing, yeah, if they've, if they've turned to Christ because they understand that, uh, you know, they need him for life to be in relationship with God and they have that clear understanding. I, I just want to let them know right away, Hey, you're in the family. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing indeed that we are now sort of a part of the, the family of God. But, you know, some of the things that I would tell them is, uh, you know, to begin just by loving well, I mean, those were Jesus's commands, right? Love the Lord, your God, and, and to love your neighbor as well. And so, boy, if you woke up every single day and you said, Lord, help me to love you well and help me to love people well, uh, you'd be, you know, on a pretty good course there. So, so loving well is a good place to start. Now, secondly, I would say that you know we we need to to keep learning. Well, what does love look like? Because uh, we can kind of have sort of wrong notions of that. In fact, when Jesus told us to love our neighbor, he then told the story of the Good Samaritan, and boy, did he blow up people's minds of what it meant to love another person. <laughs> so, yeah. So. so uh, yeah, so we need to keep learning what love looks like mm-hmm. by going to, to God's Word. That's good. John Hopper's book is called Questioning God, Answers to Questions Worth Asking. John, talk to our audience about who the book is for. Who is who's it appropriate mm-hmm. for? Yeah, well, first of all, I wrote it a little bit differently than most apologetics books. Most apologetics books are written to Christians. So, hey, Christian, here's how you answer mm-hmm. a non-Christian's questions. I wrote this book as if the person reading it actually has the questions. So that could be uh, uh, somebody who's not a believer at this point in time. It could be a believer as well. But you could feel very in this book to a non-Christian because it it doesn't belittle, it doesn't shame, it doesn't, uh, it's very sort of soft in its approach. And so I think you could give it to a a non-Christian. But I think as a Christian, You'll find many things there that uh, will help you sort of bolster your own faith as well as equip you to be able to answer other people's questions. Interesting. Well, John, it's a beautiful piece. And and just like yourself, I mean, as you joined us here, you're very plain spoken about this and very direct. And um, questioning God follows along that same pattern. So uh, new believers hope to be a believer soon or someone established in their faith questioning God. Answers to questions worth asking. John Hopper's been with us. John, thanks as always. It's great to be with you. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, it's our weekly feature, This or That. You know how this works. I mean, Kath's got a list, I got a list, and it's uh, one or the other. It's This or That on a Friday afternoon. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. 
everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800 391 But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years. And I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs. So how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One and done. Use as directed. We are Everywhere On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear and frigid for tonight. Extended time outside could lead to hypothermia. We'll see a low of 1. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow, the high 25. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 19. Sunday, cloudy and cold. A little snow at times in the afternoon, accumulating a coating wind inch. We'll see a high Sunday of 25. For Monday, some sunshine turning cloudy and afternoon flurry, high 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's time now for This or That. It's our weekly foray into the weird and ridiculous. You know how it works. I've got a list. Kath has a list. We just choose this one or that one. Kath, uh, would you like me to give you the answers or the questions first? Or would you like to go the opposite? No, I, I think I am uh, giving All right. this okay, week, fine, John. Fine. We're going to mix it up. All right. uh, if, I don't know if you've noticed it. It's cold outside. Mm, I have. Mm-hmm. A little. Yeah, I'm giving you the uh, Sub-Zero Winter Edition of oh, this or that. I like it very much. Okay. Should we begin with number one? Please. The snowstorm in planes, trains, and automobiles, mm-hmm. or the snowstorm in Groundhog Day? Mm. Uh, the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. One is sweet, one's ridiculous. Mm, yeah. Number two, a foot of snow or an inch of rain? Oh, a foot of snow any day. Really? Bring it on. It's a lot of snow, a foot of Give snow. Give me the snow. Number three, Nancy Kerrigan or Tanya Harding? <laughs> I mean, that's like oh, four things. Uh, 
Four things, really? I have to do Nancy, I guess. Do you have to do? Yeah. yeah. Number four. Frozen Coke, John, yep. mm. or vanilla milkshake? Oh, frozen Coke. Six that ways was... a Sunday. Wow, that was oh, yeah. so easy. Number five. Cold as Ice by Foreigner. Or I Felt the Chill by Elvis Costello. <laughs> I Felt the Chill, Elvis Costello. That's a wrong answer. That's it's just a, a wrong song. answer. Because Cold as Ice by Foreigner is one of the great rock songs ever. Number six. Yeah. Kira Knightley in Anna Karenina, mm-hmm. which has a lot of snow in it. Yeah, sure. Or Francis McDormand in Fargo. Oh, Francis McDormand in Fargo, please. Holy oh smokes. Is, Doesn't get that one of the that. Great, is that one of the great roles ever? That's a, She's fabulous. Number seven. In the upcoming Winter Olympics, John, only two weeks out, uh, you, John, downhill skiing, or you, John, ice dancing? <laughs> uh, I do not want to go downhill skiing, so I'll give my best shot with uh, ice dancing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I won't get any tents, I'll tell you that. Happen. Oh, yeah. that, would, that would be rich. Number eight, restricted to one room, John, for 12 hours, mm. and you have to watch on loop The Revenant or Frozen. Oh, <laughs> Oh, the Revenant. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can suffer along with with uh, Leonardo. You and Leo. Number nine. Freezer on top of the refrigerator, John, or freezer underneath the refrigerator? Excellent question. Underneath. Always. Underneath. Yeah. And number 10. Mm-hmm. Buy 500 pounds of salt for your driveway or oh. set up an Olympic luge in your front yard. <laughs> well, I know, the, I know the drill for the 500 pounds of salt, so I'm going with what I know. Bring it on. The luge, again, I don't want to like die out there. The luge yeah. was intimidating to you? Yeah, very much so. Okay. Very good. All right, that's your this or that? Okay. Yeah. I'll start easy here. A bowl of popcorn, a bowl of ice cream. Oh, a bowl of popcorn. Okay. Seven days a week. Helpless. Hopeless. Well, what kind of question is that? This or that is the kind of question it is. Helpless. Okay. <laughs> Living in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Living in your house. Well, they're one and the same right now. That's why I'm asking. asking this or that. Um, I, I still, in spite of the absurdity of it, I still choose my house. Okay. A cold snap. A heat wave. A uh, heat wave. Mm-hmm. Falling down the basement steps. <laughs> getting COVID. <laughs> oh, gosh. John, uh, how am I supposed to say that? When- this or that. This is a terrible game. His idea was this. All right, I I haven't had COVID yet. I think I don't even know. Okay, I'll pick up. I'll pick COVID. How do I? How do you pick COVID? Good job All picking right. COVID, Kathy Evans. Okay, <laughs> okay. Falling down a Pinterest rabbit hole. Falling down a TikTok rabbit hole. Oh, I think. Oh, I'll go Pinterest easily. Falling down a Pinterest rabbit hole. Falling down an eBay rabbit hole. Oh, I'll. Uh, well, I'll choose Pinterest because eBay gets, gets more expensive. Falling down a Pinterest rabbit hole, falling down a YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, I'll choose the YouTube rabbit hole because uh-huh. then you get the music involved. I like there it. There it is, of course. Okay. Now is the winter of our discontent. Shakespeare. <laughs> if winter comes, can spring be far behind? Shelley. Oh, Shelley. I don't even really like Shelley, but I choose that quote. <laughs> Midday snack. Midnight snack. It's a terrible habit I have, John. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Always. Snow angels. Snowman. Oh, man. Who was delaying that? In the bleak midwinter, 
in the wee small hours of the morning. In the wee small hours of the morning. There you go. That's my decision. I like Thank it. you very much. All right. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse, snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves, and heifers out in the elements, milk the 100-cow herd twice a day, and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm, no matter what the weather is. Winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts, too, like chocolate chips cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all-natural farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. There is hope. But how will they know unless we tell them? Every day, Cornerstone TV bridges that gap, connecting viewers with Jesus and answers for life. Join us for an important moment to launch, build, and fund our 2022 outreach with Jerry Grillo, Keenan Bridges, Bill Themilaris, Mike Smalley, Jay Gilbert, and more. Watch Bridge of Hope January 24th through 28th at 8 p.m., on Cornerstone Television. Here at the at the absolute height of the pandemic, when everything ground to a halt, what I noticed in my immediate neighborhood was within like, you know, a two square mile area that things were quiet. However, what I did notice that there was not one, but two storage facilities that were being built under construction. And I thought, isn't that weird? Here we are where things have stopped and people are looking for places to put their stuff, this excess culture we live in. Well, we're happy to welcome back to the show uh, Joy Elizabeth Lawrence. Joy wrote a wonderful piece in Christianity Today called Preaching Daily Bread in a Culture of Excess. Joy, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm well. Thanks. Good good to see you guys. Good yes, to you see well. you too. The Right Home Streaming Live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. The Word Pittsburgh. You can tune in. You can watch the show. And we're talking to Joy Elizabeth right now on Zoom. Um, so there are a lot of things that uh, Jesus talked about that are easily translated into modern life. Um, anything that has to do with worry or anxiety, man, we are all about it. We totally get that, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to uh, talking about us praying that God would give us our daily bread here in America. I mean, I, I went up to Sam's Club and there's enough bread there for like, 
186 families. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so how do we make sense of that? I mean, it's not like we're not supposed to pray it. Jesus said this is how you're supposed to pray. Right. I think um, sort of pondering about this came from thinking about how to preach the Lord's Prayer to a congregation. And like you said, there is so much in that prayer and in the words of Jesus that we can just apply to our hearts right now. Um, Lord, your kingdom come, right? Uh, That's our prayer every time we watch the news. Um, Hallowed be your name. We want God's name to be holy. We say, like, deliver us from the evil one. Help me not be tempted, Jesus, right? All those things are so close to our heart and something we face every day. And then there's this phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Um, I was just sharing about this a few days ago with a group at my church, and someone's like, yeah, but what about spiritual bread? And we know Jesus said he was the bread of life. Um, And and Jesus says to his disciples in John, he says, I have bread to eat you know nothing about. And the the disciples are like, did someone bring him food? That's a funny part. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, as I was thinking about this and thinking about who Jesus is speaking to, I mean, the, the economic situation in the first century is so different from what we experience, what most of us experience in North America. It's actually kind of s- switched. Yeah. So most Americans, North Americans, are, are quite food secure. There are places where there are food deserts and there are hungry people. We know about, um, hopefully, you, you know, all your listeners are able to connect to a food bank or place to give food to during the holidays and year round. But for most of us, unlike Jesus listeners, most of us are like, I know where my next meal's coming from. I'm not worried. I have some bucks in my pocket to go buy something at a restaurant. I can order on my phone. I can get reservations. I can have food from all over the world. And that just wasn't the case for Jesus' listeners when he was teaching. Yeah, um, that's a great point. I mean, heck, if if, if we were going to uh, help Jesus' um, listeners, we'd all of a sudden be doing a fundraiser for them, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. We're going to raise money for yeah. because they're hand to mouth. Right, right. Um, I, there's a little book series that are little thick, um, little short works of fiction called "A Day in the Life of," like "A Day in the Life of a Greco-Roman Woman." Huh. Um, it's an InterVarsity Press really? series. They're they're not very attractive, but they're written by biblical scholars. But they're really about like what it was like to live during that time. Mm. And you meet characters like Paul, but uh, not in the biblical text, but take in what's said in scripture and sort of imaginatively recreating it. It's a really good series and it really gives you a good idea into like, what do they eat? Well, when I read this series, I learned, well, you cook some barley in a little fire pot in your single room apartment that you share with your spouse and your kids and a single aunt or uncle and your parents. And if someone has an accident, you have to clean that up in, in your single room. You make, you cook this little barley, you make kind of a cake, you know, you don't have fruit really. Um, maybe you get meat once in a while, but like food for the average, like 90% of people was really scarce. And so for Jesus to say, pray this way, give us this day, our daily bread, um, for us can really be humbling because we're like, there's a sense for us that that prayer has already been answered and yeah. we can forget. Now, uh, I, in my article, I, I love Martin Luther's 
catechism where he talks about this because he's like, well, our daily bread is everything we need. Um, good, a good spouse, sure. clothes, warmth. Uh, he says, uh, what does he say? I think a pious government. Uh, it's a beautiful quote. I put, I, I put it in my article. And that's true, too. But Jesus also did say bread. Mm-hmm. Which the actual thing. Means, right? So um, Martin Luther plays a variation on it. It is great. But I, I do think it's about bread. Primarily. Okay, so if we feel like we're living in a land of plenty, because we are, yeah. mm-hmm. then uh, you've given us in this article different ways to focus on, different things to focus on in the prayer. And the first mm-hmm. thing, at least the first thing that I remember from reading your article was um, give us. And I loved right. it. I love this. This I just, I, I'm going to say this before you explain it. With all of the traveling that John and I have done, we've been with a lot of hungry people. And when you come back from that experience, it's like impossible. It feels impossible to, to reintegrate in society because it's, it's kind of, I felt physically sick that we have so, and ashamed that we have so mm-hmm. much here. And so your read on how to pray in the Lord's Prayer in this way really impacted me. So why don't you explain it? Yeah. So... I mean, this is a plural, the language in this prayer is plural. It's not give me, give my family, it's give us. And um, so I think when we pray this, it's not just me, Joy, praying for God to help me have food tomorrow. This is the time for you, Kathy, to think about those people you've encountered who are hungry on a regular basis and to pray alongside them as brothers and sisters in Christ and pray with them. So this is... So we, we imagine the, the kingdom then, not just in your own location, with your own church, but within the church universal throughout the world, and especially among those who are like the people uh, because of their hunger that Jesus was speaking to and teaching this prayer to. Mm-hmm. But this odd world that we live in, Joy, you know, I, mean, I remember, you know, when you first were a kid and you heard about someone... Oh, they're a millionaire. And, you know, from a kid's sort of, you know, childlike worldview, you go, whoa, millionaire. And then now we live, of course, in the age of, you know, the billionaire. And then, you know, today in the news, the government is talking about trillions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everything is more and Mm -hmm. more and more and more. So much so that, you know, when I brought you in to think, you know, the growth industry in this country is storage facilities because we have so much, it's so much abundance that we don't know what to do with it. It seems overwhelming and in many ways, shameful and a little foolish. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's sort of interesting because even though it is more, part of that more is us is the experience of us in um, a developed country for more people not being hungry, right? Mm -hmm. So the same thing, the same causes that bring about the problems of, you know, excess stuff and storage facilities and clothes being thrown in the trash is also the the same things that have led to, um, production of food so that more people can be fed. So I would say like that, that the issue of more is a theologically neutral issue. Our invitation Mm -hmm. as Christians is in this world that we live in, how do we 
listen to the spirit and harness this power of more for the good and for the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's that's really wise. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, because we can like blame ourselves and be like, we're so rich. But the fact is, it's it's good that there's less hunger. Yes, right. But that should not lead us into more sin and more consumption. It can lead us to a posture of service for yeah, others. Yeah, that's really good. And I appreciate that. Joy Elizabeth Lawrence is with us. She's a writer, speaker, performer. Um, we're talking about an article she wrote called Preaching Daily Bread in a Culture of Excess. Okay, um, so after that, you talked about what the difference is is between need and want. So give us this day. What does that mean? Right. That's today. That's like what I need today, not what I need down the road or what I think I'm going to need. Um, it's daily bread. And uh, and that's when I referenced Luther. Can I just read that yeah. quote? Yeah, I want do. your listeners to hear him. So, so Luther summarized this petition in his shorter catechism. He wrote, daily bread is everything that belongs to the support and wants of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, I love that, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. But all those are things that I, I, within the right context and, and of a vision of balance, that, that is a way, those are good things that help society to flourish, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, da- that's daily needs. Yeah. Give us this day our dot, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So looking at it that way, looking at this day through the lens of us, also gives us a different perspective is that we can pray for those things those because we also know people who aren't just hungry but people who are longing for family are longing for Mm -hmm. support are longing for you know whatever it is whatever part of home is missing missing. right yeah i think and friendships right i don't think he said that that's part of the like um and in our culture where we see there, even though there isn't hunger for food, for the most part, there is hunger for deep relationships. There's this what, what pandemic of loneliness, right? We hear a few years ago, Great Britain uh, appointed a minister of loneliness right. um, to deal with the problem because that causes health concerns. And But this is something that the I think the church can start to step in to help be an answer to our own prayer in like true physical community with one another answers the need for loneliness and relationship. And if anything, this pandemic has taught us, right, is how much we miss that, how much we take it for granted, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those Mm. who trespass against us. That's a tough one, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm. Joy Elizabeth. I didn't preach on that one in the sermon no, series. No, but no. We're, we're thinking ahead. That's your next one. Yeah. I really gained a lot from this article. Thanks well so done. much. I really appreciate you writing it and also being with us today. Hey, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And God bless you both. And yeah, you as well. That's Joy Elizabeth Lawrence. Check out this. I'm telling you, it was, it's very, very good. Uh, preaching Daily Bread in a Culture of Excess. CT.
My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffitt forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Sweatpants Day, and no, no, if you've ever worked from home, and a lot of us have in the last year and a half, enjoy it, celebrate it, live it up. I mean, how did we go from like the holiness of Christmas to Sweatpants Day? Listen, who who makes this Christmas day was, the day? Christmas was four weeks ago. Now we're moving on to International Sweatpants or, or National Sweatpants. You're on Sweatpants. Pick the Sweatpants. It's fine. I have a pair of Sweatpants. Do you? Yeah, just a pair, which okay. unfortunately have a bleach splatter on them. I don't know how. I don't know why. <laughs> you ever do that? Uh, I, think I don't think I have. You know what I think it's from? I think it may be coming from me cleaning the toilet, and I'm using Clorox with bleach. <laughs> so <laughs> now I put them on, and I go, 
bleach splatter sweatpants. It's so low rent. <laughs> anyway, happy national or is it international? International, John. People oh, all over the world celebrate. Heaven's now. sake. We'll put them on and look your best <laughs> like I do. WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott in the nation's capital. We are hoping and praying that this year, 2022, will bring a historic change for life. March for Life President Jean Mancini says she's hoping for a big ruling from the Supreme Court later this year. Thousands of pro-life protesters rallying in the nation's capital with a growing sense of optimism that their goal was finally in reach, a sweeping rollback of access to abortion. New Jersey Congressman Chris Smith. Equality begins in the womb, and the injustice of abortion need not be forever. And on Wall Street, stocks uh, have moved lower now. The Dow is down 285 points, and the Nasdaq is off 251. This is SRN News. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. 
That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. What does it mean to experience excellence? At LJ Aviation, it's a distinction between transportation and luxury service. A commitment to doing and being the best. Choose from an elaborate fleet with endless travel possibilities. You may not own the aircraft, but you will own the experience. See for yourself when you experience excellence with LJ Aviation. For more information or details on LJ Aviation's on-flight jet card program, visit ljaviation.com. Clear and frigid for tonight. Extended time outside could lead to hypothermia. We'll see a low of 1. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow, the high 25. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 19. Sunday, cloudy and cold. A little snow at times in the afternoon, accumulating a coating to an inch. We'll see a high Sunday of 25. For Monday, some sunshine turning cloudy. An afternoon flurry, high 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Four minutes past the five o'clock hour on this Friday afternoon. Kath, uh, what do you say about this weekend? Well, I would say, John, at this point, yep. at 5 or whatever, mm. your weekend has begun. Yes. Yeah, your weekend has begun, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very nice indeed, is it not? If you When's the last sales? time you ordered um, something wait, from like work, uh, wait, some fast wait, food? Wait, hold on. Stop talking. Stop it. Oh. I was going to say, if you work in sales, you've, you've been uh, oh. on your weekend for four hours. That's not the first time someone told me to stop talking. <laughs> it's the broadcasting from home edition of the Ride Home. We're both in our spare rooms uh, yeah. because uh, my husband has COVID, and mm. so I'm quarantined. And uh, anyway, it's just a long story. But that's why we're talking over each other, and it's just can be awkward at times. You're sorry. wondering how the sausage is made. Very sorry, very very sorry. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, <I don't> know. <laughs> when's the last time you had some uh, some fast food takeout? Like, you, did you go to Chipotle? Uh, no, the last, I just had a Chick-fil-A last week, one night. Did you though? Okay. Yeah. All right, so it was very I, good. I wonder, you know, what percentage Chick-fil-A prices have gone up? Cause I'm, I'm reading a piece in today's newspaper about skyrocketing fast food across this country. Uh, the most prices have gone up, you know, of course we're, we're all aware of inflation, but the most fast food prices have risen in more than 20 years. Check this out. This is weird. Uh, in this article I'm reading, they talk about this guy, Jacob Herlin, who is, a, and th- this is what they bring him up because he's a data scientist. He placed an order at uh, Chipotle for a steak and guac- uh, guacamole burrito, eleven ninety five. Okay. A Coke cost him three bucks. Chips and guac, which were free with a birthday coupon. The total for the whole order, fourteen ninety five before tax. But, he then clicked to have the food delivered. The price of the burrito jumped mm. to fourteen forty-five. Mm-hmm. The soda climbed to three sixty-five, bringing the total to eighteen dollars and ten cents before the twenty-one percent more than it had uh, picked the food up itself. All right, he paid twenty-one percent right. more to have the food delivered. Then yeah. he was charged a delivery fee of a dollar, another service fee of two dollars and thirty-two cents, bringing the total for the delivered meal to $23.20. He then tipped the driver an additional $3. Mm. 
So something that started out at fourteen ninety five ended up costing twenty six dollars yeah. and thirty cents for a burrito. Yeah, that's when you think I've made a wrong choice here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've no, never. You no, know, once... Christie's saying that's a fine choice. That is money well spent. Really? Somebody gave us a a a, a gift card for um what what's a the DoorDash DoorDash oh, okay. Have you done it? I just well, Christy was on, you know honest about it a couple of weeks ago, saying I can't believe you haven't done it. No. So um, my husband was working last Saturday. I was on my own, and so I did it. And I did it in honor of Christy. It's what I did. Where'd you go? I felt good about it. I, I went to Bravo. Bravo, you, the Italian Bravo. place. Mm-hmm. I did, and I ended up with a very very good meal. Really, it was an excellent meal. It arrived in less time than they estimated. So maybe 20 minutes. It was at my house. Was it cold? Uh, well, it was a salad. So it was supposed to be cold. And then I had a flatbread also to go with the salad and I had my oven heated up and I just popped it in there. Mm -hmm. So it probably would have been cold. All right, Christy, you yourself, a veteran if of the DoorDash. That's what I always worry about because you see the food sort of sitting there in a little, in a waiting area. Uh, does the food come cold? It has, it has before sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they go to other other stops mm-hmm. before you. So right. then your food can right. come cold, but not always. So you have to order with the cold in mind. Now, let me say yeah. this. The thing that I noticed, other than the fact that I loved it and it was delicious and I didn't have to leave my house, is it was costly. It really was. All those service fees, right? Yeah. I mean, it added up to a lot. By the time I paid, I was, whoa, okay. Okay, so I saw um, an ad on TV for one of the you know big national. I don't know if it was Pizza Hut or Domino's, and basically they were saying order direct, yes, because you'll pay more with the right. DoorDash, right? Well, what's I the deal? Why too. wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do that? Well, I don't know if you're talking about pizza. <clears throat> why you wouldn't do that? Because most pizza places deliver. If you're yeah. going to a place like Bravo, though, they don't have a delivery, delivery service, right. so DoorDash becomes their delivery service. I mean, my kids will order Taco Bell, which is crazy. All the delivery stuff costs more than the food. That's dumb. That's kind of dumb. I don't mean to say that your kids are dumb. Well, I mean, all kids are dumb. Guys, don't be so dumb. I was very dumb. I mean, I still am very dumb. Here we're kidding. It's not like I outgrew it. Anyway, so the delivery thing, a, a great convenience, but also very expensive. Feel like it's one of those indulgences that when things are going wrong, you've had a bad day, you're sick or whatever, it's very nice to have available. Christy, mm-hmm. yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. When you're down and out. Yeah. But you like can't. Bridge over troubled water, <laughs> order DoorDash. <laughs> when you're on the street, when evening yeah. comes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't do it otherwise. Christy, how often do you do it? Uh, so really, I, I try not to just do it myself. I try, if I'm going to do oh, it, I order with the people that I live with. People. Yes. Yeah, that's smart. That's why is that? Smart. Just because it's because I'm not paying the cost. Well, yeah. I mean, why would I, if I'm going to go to Chipotle, why would I pay $20 for a burrito when we can right. all share the cost? And right. Sometimes they buy. A lot of times they buy. Well, why wouldn't you just, just go there yourself? Because then, you just know, i got to take my joggers off, put jeans on. Right, right. Okay. The convenience is what we're paying for. Yeah. Anyway, what's up next? So coming up next, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about, um, oh, come let us adore him, right? This is what you talked about at the start of the four o'clock hour, John, because you were oh, thinking right. we were in five, right? Remember that? Have you ever uh, cross-country skied? I have. How painful is it? Oh, my gosh, John. 
is one of the, it's seriously one of the things that I've done in my life that I was most ill-prepared for. Really? All right. Well, we're going to talk about that. Adoration and cross-country skiing coming up next, the five o'clock hour of the ride home. Uh, Sandra Jancy is with us. Be right back. In the cold doldrums of winter, I would say take a nice road trip down to the Springhouse because all next week they are celebrating, Marsha and the crew from the Springhouse, their 46th anniversary. Their business has been in business 46 years. Hey, Marsh, congratulations. That's a huge milestone. Thanks. Thanks. I was, I was just a young pup when we started this. My mom and dad started and we were the work crew. <laughs> and we're thankful to be here 46 years later. So we're going to do it upright. We're going to do a Go Bananas anniversary. We're going to do everything bananas. We're going to make banana milk, and we're going to have bananas. It's our 46th anniversary, so bananas for 46 cents a pound. And we're going to have banana cake and banana pie and banana bread and banana muffins and banana um, everything you can think of. Oh, milkshakes, of course. And, um, oh, fried bananas. We're going to have those, too. And it's just going to be a really fun uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week, the last weekend of January. And um, we'll have free desserts all day on Sunday, on Friday. So whatever, whenever you buy a lunch or supper, you get a free homemade dessert. And we've got all kinds of special ones planned, including um, old-fashioned banana pudding. And then we're on Saturday, we're going to have a free cup of soup with everybody's meal. And we'll have lots of banana desserts that day. And then Sunday will be an all-you-can-eat ham and turkey dinner for twelve forty-six a person. And so that will be, and we'll have live music. So it'll be a really fun time to come out, but come hungry because there's going to be lots of good stuff to eat. So we're getting excited for that anniversary. That sounds absolutely fabulous. I love a banana so much and eating a banana and banana bread and a banana milkshake and maybe some banana cream pie even at the spring house, even better. <laughs> Marcia, so great to talk to you. More information Find it at springhousemarket.com. 101.5 WORD. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll share encouragement to find new beginnings out of pain. Sometimes God's greatest gifts come in packages that make your hands bleed when you open them. But what you've been looking for all your life is in there. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith tomorrow night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. There is hope. But how will they know unless we tell them? 
Every day, Cornerstone TV bridges that gap, connecting viewers with Jesus and answers for life. Join us for an important moment to launch, build, and fund our 2022 outreach with Jerry Grillo, Keenan Bridges, Bill Themilaris, Mike Smalley, Jay Gilbert, and more. Watch Bridge of Hope January 24th through 28th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. I think the uh, Winter Olympics start, is it two weeks? We're two weeks away from the Winter Olympics? Yep. So, of course, you know, you want to tune in, although, you know, the politics are going to make it very, very weird. But when you watch the Winter Olympics, oftentimes, you know, you'll see things and you go, I have no connection to that whatsoever. I, I, I really appreciate the, the athleticism and the artistry of all that, but it's just not me. And such is the case with our guest today. Sandra Jancy is with us. She's a wife, a mom, a business partner, and she writes a, a really interesting blog based a lot upon her, her skiing efforts. And, and Sandra, thanks for coming along today. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Sandra, I love to read your story because I remember being in around the same age you were when I got a pair of cross-country skis from my dad for Christmas. Mm. And I remember thinking that I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be excited about it because I wasn't. (laughs) And then I felt like I was going to hurt his feelings or be ungrateful or whatever. Um, and you write a really beautiful story about um, cross-country skiing made good. So you want to start at the beginning and talk about what your dad decided to do? Sure thing. Well, my dad outfitted our entire family with cross-country skis one year. And my, you have to understand, my dad is very athletic. Um, he'll turn 80 this year. And the last time we spoke, he was talking to me about how many hundreds of miles he had logged on his bicycle over the summer. So um, he's still at it. Um, But I I think I had probably the same reaction as you did when I received the cross-country skis. Not really sure if that was something that I wanted. So we uh, we set out. And um, I think on our very first trip, we initially were planning to go just a couple of miles to see how it went and to get used to the skis. And, and I think we went maybe eight or 10 miles before we were finished, which was a lot um, for a kid and for, you know, first time out on skis. Wow. So when you look at, I mean, I, again, Sandra, I have no connection to this. I see people Nordic skiing, cross country skiing. It looks very complex. I mean, physically demanding, no doubt, but there's a certain amount of athleticism. There's a, a certain amount of, you know, skill set. It, it's almost like ballet in a way. Is it difficult? Yeah, that, that's a great analogy. I, I don't know if it's quite as demanding as ballet, but it does take a little bit of coordination, of which at that time I had none. And um, and it's a great cardio workout. So you're you're working your legs, you're working your arms, and you, you definitely get that heart racing. Um, and I think I mentioned in my blog, you know, it, it does take a little bit of skill. It, um, when you're gliding along, your heels are not attached to the skis, so you're Initially, your arches start to get achy, and um, you're on very narrow skis, so your ankles can, until they build up strength, can become very wobbly. And I think on top of that, the terrain that we were skiing in, most people, most wise people, ski on flat terrain, but we grew up in the foothills of the Adirondack Mountains, so it was pretty hilly. And we had some challenging hills along the way, too, which I remember quite vividly. 
So, that, so, tell, so tell us the story um, that you mentioned, Sandra, about um, the time when you fell over, you were hacked off. I mean, I, I found cross-country skiing very, very frustrating because it's so exhausting. And you had a moment like that. Yes, I had many moments like that, uh, especially starting <laughs> out. I found myself falling a lot, and I think most uh, beginner skiers will. Um, and so, you know, I'd find myself rolling around in the snow trying to get up. And uh, I think skis are designed a little bit differently, so they're not quite as long now as they used to be. But back in the day, the skis were very long. And it was just challenging to, to get back up. You had to kind of position your legs just the right way. Um, and the skis don't come off easily. They're fitted with little, uh, back then anyway, they were fitted with bindings with little pegs that held your ski boot onto the ski. So it, even from, if you're lying in the snow, it would take a little bit of coordination to try to pop the ski off. So I'd be, you know, swinging my legs this way and that to try to untangle my skis enough so that I could roll over and get myself up. Uh, it, it was very painful, very humbling. And, um, you know, it just wasn't a fun time for me, especially when I was questioning whether or not I wanted to be out in the snow. See, So then Sandra, there you are, you've fallen down for the umpteenth time. You can't get up. Your family's there, your, your mom and your dad, and they're kind of sneering at you and maybe giggling a little bit and you, you lose your cool. Right. And you say what to them? I, I did. I, I raised my ski pole into the air and, and just wailed just go, you know, and with all my middle school melodrama, I, I just wanted to be left there to die, you know, just leave me here to suffer alone. Maybe, you know, maybe the wolves will come and find me, who knows? Um, but so, so they did. I mean, they, they knew that I knew the way back, so there wasn't much danger of me getting lost. And uh, so they, they let me go. They let me cool off, um, literally. And, um, when I got up, you know, I, I'm kind of brushing myself off and I think what I heard, I heard this huge cracking noise, which got my attention and I looked around to try to figure out what had happened and, and what it ended up being was just an, an ice covered branch cracking in the, uh, you know, in the cold, but it got my attention away from my anger, my angst, you know, my humiliation. And what I started to notice was how quiet it was. It, it was so quiet, a vacuum of silence. And, and it really took me by surprise because I don't think I had ever remembered being in a setting quite like that before, or, or even if I had, I, I don't think I ever really noticed it before. Um, there was just really nothing. And, and I know that that can sound a little, maybe a little intimidating or a little boring, but I was fascinated by the fact that it was so quiet. And so on later trips, I started to um, ask, you know, if just linger behind and let the family go ahead and, and ask them to just go on and not worry about me. And I, I started to really cherish this quietness, this and, and notice the beauty around me. And I think that really was a turning point in my mind and, and notice, you know, this is an amazing creation and an amazing creator that we have. Um, and, and I think, you know, it calmed my heart 
and it caused me to really start to give thanks um, to a creator that I hadn't really noticed before. Those moments uh, often come to us when we're not ready or we're hacked off. You know what I mean? I feel like it, if I try to get into a place where I'm noticing something like that, it, I often can't, um, I can't bring it up. The thing you're, you're explaining is like something I've experienced, which is, it's just something that comes upon you. It's like, it's a gift of God at that moment, that thing. Absolutely. Um, I, I referred to it in my blog as the gift of adoration. I, and I, I look back on it now and I realize how unusual that was, um, especially at that age where in middle school, you know, as I said, confusion reigns. You know, you've got a lot going on and it's not necessarily always about God or your spiritual life. So I really cherish the fact that at that young age, um, I, I feel like God got my attention, but it was in a very quiet way and a very soft way. Um, but I look back on that now and it's, I feel that it's something that I can use in my life today. Sometimes, um, and, and even, I believe, you know, Jesus went away to solitary places to pray. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes, especially in this world where there's so much going on, so much to distract us, it's so important to be intentional, sorry, intentional about stepping away from it and just being comfortable with, um, you know, the silence and, and tuning our hearts toward God. That's so good. I mean, in this age, we're so easily distracted. Uh, I'm sure they know you go out and you see people who are, who are skiing and all of a sudden the, uh, the iPhone appears, you know, like all of us, we, you know, whether we're on the ski slopes or whether at a ball game or driving in our car, ubiquitously scrolling and scrolling it's good to have that hush that seems so loud as you said sarah about you know the gift of adoration and it's there for us and i just i i I love that you write about this because the gift is there all we have to do is find it see it and acquiesce ourselves to it just surrender to the silence around us and the adoration that envelops that Yes, absolutely. I think so often, and I I do this myself, there's so much going on in our lives that when I have a moment to pray, I'm so tempted to just, you know, start down on on the list of, well, this person has a need, and that person has a need, and this is going on. And I, I often think that maybe God would just like to be able to enjoy our company for a moment, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe as, as, creations ourselves uh, that God would want to be able to just have us there and for us to tune our hearts toward him and to just listen. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, isn't that a good word? I really appreciate that. Sandra, thanks for joining us today on the ride home. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Our pleasure. Hey, listen, before you leave us, people want to see your blog. Where can they go? Um, it's located at wordforword.home.blog. That's easy enough. Very nice. Okay, th- thanks so much. Uh, we'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, the Week in Review is somewhere out there very close. Mm-hmm. Where we talk about what everybody was talking about, what we're reading, what we liked, what hacked us off, all that. The Friday edition of The Ride Home. 
Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. High school students are deep into the process now of choosing, hoping, applying where they are going to be as the fall semester gets underway at colleges across the country. And, you know, from your own experience, this may have been you. Certainly it was us. You start to think of... What do I want out of a school? How does this work? Where what, am, do I, what am I willing to pay for? Where do I fit in? What exactly do I want to be? At Grove City College, they say that you can pursue your calling to be transformed because an excellent education is really just the start. And you can discover your unique calling at Grove City to become a leader of purpose and principle in a Christ-centered learning and living environment. That's Grove City. It is. And it's one of those things that you should look into if college is in your future next year. Maybe if you're a senior, as you said, John, or maybe you're a college student who's interested in transferring to another environment, looking for um, another set of professors, new set of friends. It's worth it because Grove City is a small place, but it's academically rigorous. And the idea of pursuing Jesus while you're learning, while you're being encouraged to grow intellectually and academically, you can't beat it. Who are you? Well, Grove City College has the answers for you. Look online at gcc.edu, Grove City College. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Thirty-seven seventy-one, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed, Your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times? 51. 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble. And it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool. And you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Clear and frigid for tonight. Extended time outside could lead to hypothermia. We'll see a low of 1. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow, the high 25. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 19. Sunday, cloudy and cold. A little snow at times in the afternoon, accumulating a coating to an inch. We'll see a high Sunday of 25. For Monday, some sunshine turning cloudy. An afternoon flurry, high 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Supply chain shortages apparently have hit the furniture industry. 
I see an article in today's Wall Street Journal. Your new couch should arrive this year. Meantime, it's lawn chairs on the floor. Now, in this article, they talk about four different couples who have gone furniture shopping. And the first couple, they said, you know, we went to a furniture store. We bought a new couch. Uh, cost us 800 bucks. They said it will be delivered within a week. That was in November. In the yeah. meantime, it still hasn't arrived, and they're sitting on folding summer lawn chairs, you know, like you'd have at a concert somewhere, and they've got this uh, Subaru kind of like beanbag thing that was given to them when they bought a new car. So the supply chain thing is crushing everything. I didn't think about, uh, you know, what it would be like to the furniture store. Have you been shopping for furniture at all, Kath? I sure have, John. Have you? I sure have, because I had to get some new furniture for this renovation going on in my house, because yeah. we're going to have... Um, in some places, we're going to have more room, but then in other places, we're going to have less room. So our uh, upholstered, like my, I have two of the greatest sofas in the whole world, and I can't fit them into the new space. Mm. Um, so I had to go out and buy new furniture. And uh, they, I bought my stuff in, let's see, I bought one thing in October, and then I bought one thing at the very beginning of November. And they have been backordered three times since. Really? So the latest estimate, I just got one yesterday saying, oh, your stuff will be in at the end of March. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know what that means. When the end of March comes, it might be the end of May. <laughs> right. Well, then you're not alone, right? So the supply no. chain thing, I mean, these are local, I mean, these are United States manufacturers, most likely. Yeah, right? they're so- United States manufacturers, but here's what I understand about it. And this is what I've heard. I have no expertise in it. Is that the, is it foam? is particularly uh, in short supply. And so because every piece of upholstered furniture has uses foam in one way or another, even if it has down in it, it's, you know, it's wrapped around foam, sure. it, every bit of upholstered furniture is backed up. Interesting. Huh. So when you bought the furniture, it, you know, did they say, hey, heads up? Well, um, they said, heads up, it probably won't be in until the end of January. Okay. And I said, I didn't buy that for a minute. I did not because uh, we've had so many delays in every other realm. I thought January, I bet that's. Yeah. And then I heard February and now I hear March. And so who knows? And you know, what's hard is if you're in, if you have pieces that you want to sell, you're doing this dance where you don't want to sell them too soon and have to sit on the floor, but you don't want to wait till the end. Because if you wait until your sofas or your new sofa is going to be delivered, your old one might, no one might want it. Right. Okay. So then you sold um, old furniture. Yes. On Facebook or uh, Craigslist yes, or something. Or on Craigslist. Yeah. And how was how was that? Was it easy? Um, it was depending on the thing. Um, I had twin sofas that went really fast. I had several uh, like a, a large armoire that I had up for months and crickets, nothing. Um, so it just depends on what like it, it's anything. Like when when someone. It's the luck of the draw. Whenever the person who wants it logs on, you're good. Otherwise, you could be having a really nice piece sit there for a long time. I ended up giving a lot of stuff away. Because it wouldn't sell. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right, In fact, Ambeds just came to my house today, John. Did they? They did. They, they brought their truck to my front door in my garage and hmm. went to town. Thought you were making some cash, but instead you donated it to charity. That's okay. That's I'm okay, happy to donate it to uh, Vietnam Vets. Right. All right, supply chain issues uh, in the furniture industry as well. But if you okay. like a lawn chair, you could come into my living room right now and we could have a little Friday evening meal. What do you, you mean? mean you bring your own chair. Yeah, BYOC. What do you, 
No, because your husband has COVID. Oh, that's right. That's, so that's going to be a deterrent for you guys, huh? I'm going to do a little door dash myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just dash right on past mine. Yeah, exactly. You don't want what we have. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we do come back, it's our weekly uh, look back. Hey, what's going on? I'm talking about a leaky roof. All right, we'll talk about a leaky roof and furniture and the there we go. as well. Okay, back in a few minutes. Let her rip. WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, music. new music from Jordan Feliz. Jesus is coming back. Speak to the mountains from Chris McClarney. So and Weary Traveler from Jordan St. Cyr. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, all with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at Windows. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than four billion hours of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. It was very hard for me, but Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, other than the ongoing COVID worldwide debacle, I believe a lot of you were talking about will and if Russia does invade Ukraine. I, I would say that was exactly. a lot of people's conversations this week. Me what do you too. think, Kath? Yep, same thing. 
Oh, same thing. Pretty good. What was a conversation that made you think? Well, you know, we can't not talk about kids who are starving and not think about it all week long. Literally, every time I put something in my mouth, I thought about those kids. So Tommy Lewis and Cross International, that was the main conversation that I thought about all week long, Kath. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I also, though, went back and thought about uh, MLK Day on Monday. In our 4 o'clock hour, we uh, played a conversation between two people I just respect so much. And uh, I just, I was truly inspired, not by their story only, but by how what they've learned from their story. Derek Hawkins and Jay Stewart joined us to talk about yeah. uh, a church that they founded together. Uh, Derek is black, Jay's white. Um, they have they're different ages. They're from different parts of uh, the country, but their shared vision for their church and not and not just for the other people, John, but for how that church was going to change them yeah. through the process. Their commitment to be changed, to be malleable to listen, to be different. I, I I just love, I absolutely love both of them. Fabulous. What did you eat? I could eat pasta five out of seven days of the week. (laughs) Could you really? I could. We had ravioli this week with a small salad and some red sauce. Really basic. I mean, really basic. Take you less than a half an hour to make that meal. It was off the charts. I was just so happy. So some nice, you know, frozen raviolis in, in the in the boiling water. It's good to go. That's what I ate. You beef beef ravioli, John cheese, portobello. What was it? A mix, red pepper. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So you it's don't tough. like you don't narrow it down to one thing. Sometimes you just kind of like throw it all together. All right. Yeah. How about you? No. Okay. Well, this is going to be this is going to sound really lame, and a lot of you are going to think she is so simple that she didn't realize you could do this, but. I boiled shrimp the other night, okay? And I went to get the tartar sauce and, or not the tartar sauce, the cocktail sauce. And I didn't have any. And I didn't realize that you could make your own tartar sauce out of ketchup and horseradish. But I did. Yours is simple. Listen, I did. And it was so amazing. (laughs) My husband and I were like, this is the greatest cocktail sauce. What? (laughs) It was so delicious. Wait, you're an adult. This is I didn't new. know. Okay. I, 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 when I buy cocktail sauce. I didn't okay. know. Cocktail sauce. All right. Don't kick what a man. What did you watch? Oh, um, I watched a movie uh, just the other day called Sword Sword of Trust. Hmm. Oh, it's fabulous. It was kind of this weird sort of character study uh, about this couple who is uh, left the great grandfather's sword. It was a Civil War sword. And they take it to a pawn shop and the guy goes, that's 400 bucks. And then they do a little research and they go, wait a second. Someone believes that this sword was used when the union surrendered to the Confederates at the end of the civil war. And they're like, wait wait a second, wait, the union, the union won the civil war. And they're going, no, no, no. there's a whole subset of people who believe that the Confederate won the Civil War, and this has a certificate of of, of authentication, and there's a a drawing of the two generals shaking hands in surrender. And so what is truth? What is reality? Who gets to write what history is all about? It was a really weird story called Sword of Trust. I loved it. Wow. 
Okay, uh, John, I um, dipped my toe into the second season of All Creatures Great and Small. Oh, I have been there. Just released a couple weeks ago on PBS. Now it's only it's coming out, you know, like shows every you Sunday. can do. We're just you know every Sunday. Um, it, if you haven't seen it, it stars Nicholas Rolfe and Anna Madeley, Samuel West, Callum Woodhouse. It is so awesome. Oh, it's about yeah. I it is it's the greenest TV show I've ever seen in my life. What do you it's, mean greenest? It's beautiful. Oh. It's just green. Every shot is green. Every mountainside. Every it's so great. Mm. Anyway, if you have not seen All Creatures Great and Small, it is so sweet. And it is it's the production values are are off the charts. Oh. I just I could not I couldn't recommend it anymore. Season two. Excellent. What are you reading? What am I reading? Uh, <laughs> I finally finished that book, The Bell. It took oh, about you, 18 years. Were you, were you glad? Oh, I was so. I'm telling you, it took me. Uh, I was just so happy. You're committed to finishing a book, even though you don't enjoy it. I am going to finish this thing. I'm so glad it's over. Hope but never. wait, but are you glad you read it? No, no, <laughs> no, no. It was hours that I'll never get back. That's I'm just saying. Bad, All right. But I am reading this book. It's called Another Day's Begun Thornton Wilder's Our Town in the 21st Century. Wow. Yeah, it's fabulous. And it's 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 mostly interviews and insight with people who have been in the show. And so they talk about, you know, Thornton Wilder, what he means to me, the character. I just love it. It's it's just fascinating. I love the play Our Town, and so it's like a little sort of deep dive into some uh some uh playwright work. Isn't that great? Uh, I don't know what year this was, but uh, my husband and I went to see uh, that exact show at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. Uh, Christy, listen to this. We went out uh, on a date to see this, and uh, John Hall was acting in the production. But, but you didn't, didn't know me. We didn't. I didn't know you then. But here's the weird thing: when what I was I a little boy, you. when I was a little boy, my mm-hmm. sister played Emily in a high school production. And then I played uh, Howie Newsom, the milkman at the PPT. And then my kid, my youngest kid, played the stage manager in his high school production. That's pretty which cool. We all have this like really weird sort of our town connection. And all three of us love it. We get together and we go, blah, 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 blah. We're like sort of like, you know, our town groupies, which is like super nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As far as reading, I'm still reading Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, And it's, I just, I love it. It's really speaks in, in a unique way about, um, our relationship with God, I, it, it's caused me a lot of times to sit back and kind of say, whoa, I'd never considered that to go for it. What hacked you off? <laughs> okay. Your husband, oh. your husband has two shots. He's got a booster shot. He wears his mask everywhere he goes I know. and he's got COVID not once, but for the second time. What <sighs> is the deal? Does that make you crazy? That hacks me off. It does. I can't. What That's the what heck? That's exactly what I was going to say. Was John. it? I mean, seriously. I can't believe it. I mean, all this time we're going, follow the science. I'm trying to be a good citizen. And you go, yep. this is crazy. It's just crazy. Yep. I don't know. Exactly. I, what do you believe? Who do you believe? What was the best news you heard this week? Oh, my wife. Um, my wife, uh, <laughs> she had surgery this week. They took a bone out of her hand. How does that even work? How do you take a bone out of someone's hand and then took a ligament from the same arm and put that in there? Apparently, you know, she's going to be good as gold, 
but that's good news because she's been in a lot of pain. So the the miracle of modern surgery, uh, UPMC here in the city of Pittsburgh, go UPMC, go Rhonda June. The best news I heard this week is that uh, John's son, who I love, passed his driver's test. I mean, I was so geeked. I was as geeked as if it was my kid. Oh, my gosh. Eric and I were over the moon about it. I appreciate you saying that. You know, for kids who are afraid to take a driver's test, there are a lot of kids like that that are just either afraid to take the test or afraid to drive. It just becomes like a thing in your head where you're really intimidated by and you feel like you can't get past it. You're never going to conquer it. You're never going to be able to do it. And so to see him come through on that, it just it made my whole week. Thanks for saying that because I appreciate it. Because you know, years ago when he was sixteen, he was like, "Let's do this," and then all of a sudden he got scared, yeah, and it became sure. like this gigantic thing. thing. I'm like, going, just take the test, just take." No, no, no. Like the whole driving experience became fraught with all this crazy emotion and everything. Finally, he took the test one time and he passed it. I'm like, hey, congratulations, big, <laughs> fabulous. I'm really happy. I seriously, really, really happy. I got tired of driving the kid around. It's good news. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now. And they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Want to be a more effective disciple maker in 2022? 
Crossroads Ministries in Finleyville presents Refuel One Day Pittsburgh, Tuesday, January 25th, a free event for pastors, ministry teams, and community leaders to come together, be inspired, and learn what effective disciple makers do to better impact our world. Featuring Thomas Road Baptist Church Senior Pastor Jonathan Falwell and leaders of the Liberty Church Network, 9 to 3 p.m. January 25th, lunch will be provided. Register free of charge at CrossroadsMinistries.com. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One and done. Use as directed. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Your body. we doing with our picks each friday each friday we sit down with three of us mm-hmm. and we talk about sports we make some picks now there's no money waged no. however there is a lot of pride on the line and mm-hmm. mine is hurting i have taken a beating especially the last weekend the weekend before i made a game last weekend it was rough man it was a bad bad set of picks on my part but we were so- emotional Right. You were. I'm rooting emotional. for the Steelers. You're rooting for the Steelers. Christie's a pragmatist. I am. Yeah, exactly. All pragmatic in there. No, no. When we made those picks last week for the Steelers, she looked at us like, you guys. She was <laughs> yeah. laughing at us. I was. She was right. Us. She, she was. was definitely right to laugh at us. I mean, who are we kidding? I knew she was right, but it didn't I, matter. Okay, so we turn anew to teams that are not ours, which gives me a sense of you know emotional freedom because I'm not like an anxious mess over the whole thing like yeah, I was last Sunday night. It's not nearly as fun. No, I think it's more fun. I actually think it's more fun. I can't stand those games where I'm like, you know, I have my heart in my throat for three hours. Come on, you might win the Super Bowl. That's what Forget you're it. aiming for. Well, yeah, like like we thought for a minute, the Steelers were going to win the Super Bowl. Get out of here. John did. You know. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's because he was divorced from reality for a little bit at the time. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, the first so time, the- believe me. The pens are back to full health, whoa, whoa, which wait, is shocking. Wait. What? Oh. oh, here we go. Oh, How there. Did I forget that? Johnny, come lately. All right, now we're the gonna music make doesn't ins- The music doesn't inspire confidence. No, it doesn't. No, who are these no, It's really representative though of my ability level. Anyway, uh, pens are back to a uh, full health, and they have been rock star, absolutely rock star. Um, so the Pens are playing tomorrow. No, tonight, Hi. 7 p.m. Blue Jackets. Um, Christy, I'm going to go to you first. Tell me what you think. I think um, it's going to be 4 3 Pens. Mm-hmm. Okay. 4 3 Pens. John. All right. Okay. I think uh, Pens are also going to win, but I think it's going to be 4 1 Pens. Okay. Because the Blue Jackets don't, you know. But they whatever. score a lot of goals. Plus, I'm just saying, right. they don't inspire confidence. They're in the middle of the pack. Okay. Uh, um, I'm saying uh, I'm saying pens five, uh, blue jackets three. Oh, five three. I think you said four three. Five, I said three. four three. Okay. okay, okay, John, you're saying five three. Five three. Yeah. Let's I'm go pens. Five three. Come on. I'm pens. saying four one. All right, huge weekend in the NFL. We have two games Saturday, two games Sunday. This is really the last to me fun weekend. Yeah. Because after that, there's only two games. Then there's only one game. Right. You know. So uh, this is going to be good. So 
Um, I don't know what's happened to the Cincinnati Bengals that they've reached this point. It's the first time they've been in the playoffs since I think 91. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's shocking. So they play the Tennessee Titans. Uh, what time is the game? Saturday at 4.30. John, I'll start with you. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Titans 30, uh, Bengals uh, 21. Christy? 24-20, Titans. Mm. Whoa! No, you guys... I'm staying AFC Central or AFC North. We're North now. Yeah, everything's changed around in the last decade. I am saying that I'm going Bengals. I really, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's fabulous. I think he's the real deal. So I'm saying 31-28 Bengals over the Titans. Very nice. Okay, 49ers and Packers. Um, Garoppolo and uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'll start first. Uh, I, I, I can't pick against Aaron Rodgers. And Garoppolo does weird things and makes like bad decisions at, at uh, times of great import. So I'm going to say 35-21, Pack. Very John? Nice. I'm saying Pack as well because uh, it's going to be like zero degrees tomorrow in Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, right? yeah, uh, it's going to be one. Uh, Packers 31, um, uh, 31 to 22. Okay. Christy? So, you know, even though we think Jimmy G is going to be the next Steelers quarterback. Oh, get out of here. There's no way that's happening. <laughs> I'm also going with the Packers, 33-28. Mm, 33-28. Okay. Giving the 49ers credit for some offense there. Okay. Rams and Bucks comes up next Sunday at 3 p.m. This is interesting. I'm picking – I'll go first. I'm picking Rams simply because I just can't bear for the Buccaneers to win. I just can't. I'm going 21-20. be a tight game. 21-20 Rams. Christy? 27-13 Bucks. Oh, get out of here. Tom Brady, he's just crushing it. Come on. You got to give him I credit. Agree, yeah. No, he's had some down games this year. I want no. this to be another one of them. On the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, no Bucks way. 31, 31 bucks, uh, 31 to uh, 24. Oh, gosh. All right. And the last game, and probably the best, This we, we should watch this like it's the Super Bowl because this is going to be absolutely 10 out of 10. Bills and Chiefs, Sunday, 630. Clear your calendars. Who is going to win this game? Christy, I start with you. The Chiefs, 30 to 27. Okay. Okay. So you're picking uh, Mahomes. I am. Over Josh Allen. I am. Okay, John. Uh, the Bills, 28 17. Nice. Okay, 28 17. He chooses Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Um, I went back and forth about this all day long, you guys. I don't know what to say because they're both great teams who've looked horrible, horrible at different times this year. But, man, I don't know. Um, the Chiefs looked so good on Sunday, and, of course, that could be because we're so historically terrible. Um, I'm going to say 28-20, Chiefs. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Very nice. If now, the of course, Bills nothing's won. being wagered. If the Bills won, I'd be happy with it, right? I want, I want to see the Bills win, right? I mean, yeah. who goes to the Super Bowl and loses four times? The Bills. <laughs> Tragic. So, I mean, you know, just for their fan base, just to have a little joy in Mudville, that's all. Christy, who are you rooting for? Forget the pick. Um, honestly, probably the Packers. Mm. Oh, so like to, to win the Super Bowl. Is to that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Packers. Packers. Really? Why is that? I have just come to like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I so you're, to, oh, so you, oh, he's an iconoclast and you like it. I do. I used to, like, mm. I used to not be able to stand him, but now I, I really like him. And you're okay with his man bun? Yeah. He's okay. a huge office a fan. Thing. It's, he's just great. What's what's his um? What's the girl he's getting married to? Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah, her. 
She's all right. You a fan of her too? She's just all right. She's earthy, nutty, crunchy. She is. She's Mrs. Rogers. Is who she is. She's not yet Mrs. Rogers. Soon to be. John, who are you rooting? Who are you rooting uh, for? I'm rooting for the Bills. Because of the four trips yeah. and the four yeah. failures. Because Buffalo. Yeah. What goes on in Buffalo? They need a little yeah. punch in the arm there, right? Uh, well, I don't know myself, but I think got? I'm rooting for the Bengals. Oh, I think I'm rooting on, for the Bengals. Ken, why would you Listen, do that? I'm saying I, I think I don't know my. I'm just I. They're so terrible. I, I think I, I say with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.